0: You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. (laughs) Hello, hello. Welcome back to Here For It. My name is Erica Muller. For anyone who is new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. I thought it would be fun to do the first like Here For It or Not episode, which is kind of things that I've noticed in my life lately that I am really into or things that I've kind of cut out and I'm not as into anymore. Um, and this is honestly a very random list of things. But I think we all, we don't all follow structure completely all the time. So it was just kind of me noticing throughout my day things that I do and I don't do. And they're not always connected, but I thought they were all kind of fun to touch on. Some of them are like more serious than others. Um, But overall, it's just things that I feel like are contributing lately to my well being and just feeling like the best version of myself. Um, so let's get into that. Here for it or not. The uh, first one I wanted to start with everybody talks about morning routines, it's been such almost like a buzzword for so long. Um, and if you've listened for a while, you know, I ask people about their morning routines. I do have a morning routine and I'm big on a morning routine, but what I have noticed lately is really the importance and the effect of having a night routine. Um, and I think that having that and starting to implement more of a night routine has really shifted my state of being into like a more consistent calm basis I tend to run anxious and so I'm constantly like if I can find something that helps calm my nervous system and keep me calm I want to implement it and I was starting to notice that in the evenings I would watch movies or tv shows and a lot of them are very like overstimulating And it was just not conducive for, I'd turn off the TV, go brush my teeth, get into bed. And then my mind would just go and go and go. And I already feel like my mind at night when I hit the pillow is already thinking about what do I have to do tomorrow? What about these things? Oh my God, I should have done that today. Or I should have done that. Like, oh, we have to do the, you know, like it just, I'm not somebody who can like fall asleep instantly. And I wish, I wish that I could. Um so I have to be mindful about like what I'm putting into my mind right before bed like if people are calling me and texting me and I'm trying to get back to everything and I'm on Instagram or TikTok and then the TV like forget it I'll be laying a wide awake for hours so I really started to cut out like screen time um a few hours before I go to bed that means no TV not scrolling Instagram, not scrolling TikTok. Um, I've been making, I have this lavender sleepy time tea that I really like. So I've been making that at night. Um, I'm really big on warm drinks. Like that's my thing in a morning routine is every morning. I so look forward to a warm cup of coffee or matcha or tea. Um, like that just is, so comforting to me. And so adding that in at nighttime too, as a way to kind of like give myself comfort and start winding down has been really big and helpful. I feel like there's something about it that just really helps calm my nervous system. And maybe there's science behind that. I don't know. Um, could be placebo either way. I'm here for it and I use it. Um, and then I've been trying to read before I go to bed and I do read on my iPad, but I have it set To night shift and night tone so I'm not getting all the blue light in my eyes and I do also have a pair of blue light glasses and I feel like those are really helpful in not like having that stimulation all the time. Also the books that I'm choosing to read at night aren't like fiction books that have wild stories or anything. I really enjoy like sciencey books that teach you about your brain and things like that. Um, so I read a lot of like Joe Dispenza and other books like that. Currently, I've been reading this book called um, The Holographic Universe. And it's like the science behind atoms and how our world is created. And it's pretty wild. But the reason I like that before bed is because it's kind of this concept that's so grand that it's hard to grasp. And so it kind of puts me to sleep because I'm not a scientist. I don't understand all of the language that they use. Um, and so it kind of helps me get into that like sleepy state and I'm not wired being like, Oh my God, what's going to happen to this girl. It's just very like fact-based. Um, and that just really helps me wind down. I also sometimes will incorporate a meditation before bed. If I feel like my brain just won't shut up, I do that, but I, and I feel like meditation is pretty individual. Like you have to find what works for you and what doesn't. And I've tried a billion different ways of meditating. And for me, what I come back to time and time again is just sitting in silence. There's something about that. And just like becoming very present with my body. Um, and the fact of like, I'm sitting in this chair and like, what do I hear around me? It really brings me back into the present, but there's a gajillion guided meditations. There's visualizations, there's breath work, um, whatever works for you. But sometimes I will also do that before I go to bed just to kind of help get my brain into that. I think it's your theta wave state that you want to have it in before you go to bed. Um, just to help calm down and so this whole night routine is something I never really considered I'd always been like oh the morning is what matters because it's how you set your day that really sets the tone and I agree but when you start not being able to sleep at night because your brain won't shut up a night routine is really beneficial or maybe you're not like me and you can just fall asleep in two seconds in which case send me your secrets because I don't know what I'm doing wrong, that I can't do that. Within that, it's kind of this idea that I'm really here for being more mindful lately um, and not just letting the day go by where I'm just crazed and panicked all day. So around the middle of the day, either after lunch, before lunch, when when I just have like a few minutes and I start feeling like, oh, there's a lot that's I've done this morning and there's still a lot I need to do this afternoon I try to incorporate like a short little either midday meditation or just like a few moments to like really have that same thing of like okay I'm in my body I'm sitting on this chair like we're back here um and that really helps kind of like boost me for the second half of the day so I really just am into this like mindful uh Of, like, what is going on in your brain, and what can we do to slow it down so you're not in this constant state of chaos? Um, and another thing within that realm that I am no longer here for, I've really cut out any true crime. I've never been a true crime podcast listener, but I definitely watched it a ton. And there's still a part of me that wants to, but if I'm watching that alone, I just, my brain goes and goes and it just is this added stress. Um, I was talking to some of my friends about this this weekend, actually, and they all had said the same thing. They were like, I've cut it out. I used to be obsessed. You still listen to every podcast, every TV show. I was a huge fan of locked up, locked up raw, 48 hours, like all those things, I would have it on during the day or at night. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, if I don't have somebody physically sitting here with me watching it, because there's like a comfort where it's like, if somebody else is here, then I'm fine. Like, I don't really need to worry about it. But if I'm just like, have it on all the time and that's the only thing that's in my brain, I'm like, I don't think this is good. I don't think that this is healthy to live in this constant state of like, what can go wrong all the time I just don't think it's a productive way to live and so I have completely cut that out which I feel like I have been transitioning to that for a while at this point um but I feel like my nervous system just day-to-day is a lot calmer because I don't pay attention to those things so I would recommend if you feel like your nervous system gets activated because of true crime maybe just like cut it out a little bit, minimize it a little few, few less hours of it every week. And then in that same vein of things that if I am going to watch something, I still like watching things that are, you know, not totally wholesome all the time. Like I just finished watching season four of you. And if you only made it through the first half of season four, you just got to get through the second half. Like that's where it gets real good. Um, and season five is the last season of that show. And it's like, I've been watching since season one. I'm not going to not watch that. And yes, it's creepy. And yes, there's weird things, but I'm also like, this is fiction. This isn't actually happening. Um, so I still definitely am watching things like that, but I also, and I think maybe it's like the actor in me who's like, I need to stay on top of what's current and relevant and what's been nominated and all these things. And there's just such an like influx of new, Shows and movies constantly that it can be a little stressful trying to feel like you have to keep up to be able to like talk to everybody about what's going on. Um, but I've kind of also stepped back from that and I'm like, if I'm gonna watch something and take time out of my day, I want to watch something that I enjoy. And lately, for me, besides new seasons of shows that I love, like You, like Outer Banks um, things like that. I have been going back and re-watching like some of my favorite, just comfort, I guess, movies. Like this weekend I watched National Treasure, which one thing about me, if National Treasure is on, I'm turning it on and I will stop what I'm doing and I will watch that movie. I watched the first and the second one and I just, there's something about those movies that is so good. And for anyone who doesn't know, there is finally a third one, that is coming out in 2024. I have been waiting literally 16 years for this. National Treasure 2 came out in 2007. I couldn't be more thrilled. Like, so happy. Um, And also the National Treasure series that was on Disney Plus, also really good. They brought back a lot of the characters. Um, So things like that, that make me kind of nostalgic or like think about happy times from like my childhood are fun to revisit once in a while so for me lately it was national treasure the past two weekends and i just it i watched it and then i got up and i like felt really good for the rest of the day and it's really nice to watch something and not feel stressed or like overthinking things it's like i already know what happens i know the plot um and it just I don't know. It's just like feel good. Okay, moving on. Next, and these kind of go hand in hand. I'm sure many of you have seen Lucky Girl Syndrome going around the TikTok, going around Instagram. Um, and I've always been into affirmations. I definitely feel like I have gone through waves where I'm like more into it than others. But I feel like I kind of got back on that wave and then lucky girl syndrome blew up on the internet. And it just felt like divine timing almost that it was like coming back around or like a sign of like, yes, affirmations are important. Um, And for me, like I have some that are on my bathroom mirror as a lot of people do, but I also just recite them in my head all the time, like all day long. Um, And that might seem, Crazy or boring, or I don't know, but I cannot begin to explain to you the shift that I feel just in feeling like I have control over some things. Like, I feel if I feel really stressed about something, or nervous, or worried, if I just go back to my affirmations, it's like, Oh, I got this, like, I can do this, I, you know, whatever. And it almost can instantly eradicate that fear or worry or nervousness or whatever it is. Um, And I just feel like going back to the mindfulness thing that I was talking about earlier, it kind of just like wraps it all together where it's like I'm constantly in ways that are very attainable. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not going out of my way to do all these extra things. I just am like checking in with where my thoughts are during the day and being like, is that something you want to be thinking about? Is that helpful? Is that in alignment? No. And so if affirmations are new to you, then I would recommend checking out lucky girl syndrome and diagnosing yourself with it because I think it will, I mean, there's science behind it. So it's not just like a crazy thing. It's like rewiring your brain and your neural pathways to look for the positive in life. And then your reticular activating system comes in and helps bring them and attract that to you. And so it's not just like, it's, I don't think it's toxic positivity. I don't think it's any of that. I really just think it's like, what am I thinking? Is this a helpful thought? Does this get me closer to the direction I'm trying to go? Is it beneficial? Is it kind towards myself? And you kind of just start I mean, for me, honestly, it's like on autopilot now. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night or the first thing when I wake up in the morning, it's like my brain's already reciting these to myself because it's just become so habitual. And it's so nice to start your day thinking with positive things instead of opening your eyes and first being like, oh my God, I have so much to do today. I need to jump out of bed. Oh my God, I'm not going to have time to work out. And like, before you know it, you're already in a spiral and the day has barely begun. And so huge proponent of an affirmation. If you're in a meeting or something, take five seconds before you go to the meeting, step into the bathroom, collect yourself, say some affirmations, and then go on in there. You know, um, huge believer in the power of your mind and what it can help you accomplish. Um, And like I said, I read a lot of like Joe Dispenza and things like that. And he, he has the science to back it up. So it's pretty cool. Um, It definitely feels like new leading edge stuff where there's not, I mean, people are starting to really study this more and more now, but for a while it was just kind of all these theories and now they've, you know, been testing them and proving these theories. And it's really, really cool to see some of the studies that have been done and, the results because of the studies and so i'm like i am a believer so i am 100 here for lucky girl syndrome and i think you should be too this one is kind of silly but it's something that a friend uh from middle school told me one time or a girl i knew in middle school had told me and i thought it was so funky and funny and just cute that it's literally stuck with me to this day i'm not a huge chocolate person but I do love a good peanut M&M and I don't buy them often, but lately at Trader Joe's they have a new, it's basically a peanut M&M, but it's the Trader Joe's version. And one thing I really do like about when I buy candy or things like that at Trader Joe's is they never have artificial dyes in them. So if you're getting something that's like pink or orange or red or green or whatever it's always dyed through actual food like beets or um, beta carotene and things like that and so I feel better about not eating all those like red dyes Um, I save that for my sour patch kids because I'm not giving those up but anyways so I saw that they had these peanut butter quote-unquote M&M's at Trader Joe's not peanut butter peanut M&M's at Trader Joe's and I was like I gotta have these gotta try them and the thing that this girl had told me in middle school is that when you eat M&Ms, whenever you get a green one, you're supposed to make a wish or like set an intention. And for whatever reason, I just now I associate green M&Ms with setting intentions or making wishes. And I've been doing that lately since I just bought those, and it's so fun because like the other day when I was watching National Treasure, I was laying on the couch eating those and it kind of makes you more mindful of what you're shoving in your mouth and then I would be like digging through the whole bag because all I wanted was green M&Ms and I actually and maybe this is like a crazy thing that I did you can see my type A showing here I dumped out the bag and I split all the green M&Ms into one side and all the other ones on the other and then I ate all the other ones first and so I was just left with this bag of green M&Ms. And so I could sit there and like every single one, as I was eating it, I was like setting an intention or making a wish or, you know, whatever the heck, doing something fun and mindful. And I just think that that is fun and like lighthearted, but it also brings you back into having like these moments of mindfulness in your day. And I think I've said this a hundred times already, but that really feels to me like my focus lately is just where can I be mindful and focused on the positive? Because as somebody who experiences anxiety, it's very easy to get thrown off track and into that spiral of worst case scenarios. And so the more little things, and especially if they're fun that I can throw into my day, why not? Like why the heck not? It just makes life so much more enjoyable. And so that is my latest thing that I'm here for is green M&Ms and making wishes. Okay. I have two more things on this list. The last one is kind of pretty epic. And the one that I'm about to share is something that I think maybe a lot of people do. I don't know, or I guess I maybe assume. So one thing that I've realized that I'm not here for lately is this constant scrolling luckily like i don't feel like my for you page is filled with random stupid videos but i do feel like i taught it things that i like wanted to learn like there's a lot of like mindfulness on there i see a lot of lucky girl syndrome but i also have like i've ended up on like dentist tiktok or like chiropractor tiktok i i just like i like learning about other people and what they do in their lives and all the different types of jobs that are out there—it's honestly so incredible when you think about the multitude of choices people have to make based on wherever they are currently, and how people end up living their lives. Like it's so fascinating to me, just what people do. And so I like learning and seeing things like that. Um, and but so I I get really caught up in. TikTok sometimes being like, oh my God, that's fascinating. Or like, look at what this person's doing or look at this place on earth. Oh my God. You know, there's just a lot on there, but I've realized that the more I scroll TikTok specifically, the more kind of anxious I get where it's like, there are so many things out there that it's like, how am I ever going to have time to do everything I want or like experience everything I want? And it kind of shifts it from being like, oh my God, this is so cool to, oh my God, I am so overwhelmed because I'm never going to be able to get absolutely everything out of life because it's literally just impossible. So my solution to that lately, when I get the urge to scroll is I go onto Pinterest instead. And I know Pinterest kind of, I think it kind of gets a bad rap because it's like, it used to be very Crafty, DIY, blogger ish. But now there is so much, and their algorithm, whatever they have done to it, to where it learns what you like on there, is honestly incredible. I never leave Pinterest feeling overwhelmed. I leave Pinterest feeling inspired. And I go on there, I create mood boards all the time for ideas I have or like thoughts that I'm thinking or just aesthetic things that I like. And it always leaves me feeling positive and not in like a comparison or like I'm behind or overwhelmed or chaotic or like overstimulated in any way. And so I feel like when I go on Pinterest, again, I can be pretty mindful of what I'm on And looking at and it knows what I like and so I can go on Pinterest with a hundred percent certainty that I'm not going to see something that I don't want to see whereas you go on TikTok and sometimes you're just you never quite know with the for you page on TikTok and sometimes there are things that I'm just like this is too much and so Pinterest for me has become like if I get that urge I'm going to Pinterest um And I'm not saying that I don't still scroll on TikTok because I 100% do. And the latest thing, and I don't know how this happened, and I hope that like somebody listening (laughs) can relate to this. But when I was a kid growing up, there was this show called "Whose Line Is It Anyway?" and it was on like every night. And it was like Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery, Ryan Stiles. It was hosted by Drew Carey, and then there was always like a guest comedian that would come in. And it was so funny. I mean, sometimes it's stupid and like not that funny, but for the most part, hilarious. And I feel like really, if there's one thing in life that I could just be like, I want to do this for forever is like laugh. Like I just love laughing. And so somehow the algorithm on TikTok shoved me onto whose line is it anyway, TikTok. And I had no idea that that show was either still on or came back on. And it's like all the OGs, Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery, Ryan Stiles, but now it's hosted by Aisha Tyler. And I just get clip after clip after clip. And the other night, I literally, and this is so not my norm, especially after telling you guys, I have a bedtime routine and I like wind down. The other night, it was a weekend, so it felt justified, I got in bed later than normal and I ended up on TikTok and I was like, whatever, I can sleep in tomorrow and was on Whose Line Is It? TikTok. And I was cackling, like out loud, laughing, tears in my eyes until almost 1 a.m. And I was like, I have to go to bed. Like, this is ridiculous. I think I scrolled Whose Line clips for like an hour and a half and but the next morning i was like that was stupid that i stayed up so late but i was like so excited to go back on because it's just so funny and i think sometimes we and i know i especially can tend to i think i tend to take life more seriously than i should and i'm trying to get better about it and just go with the flow more but again as someone who's experienced anxiety for most of their life it's hard to just like not take everything so seriously. Um, But I just was like, I want this in my life all the time. Like, I just want to laugh every day. Like that really feels fun to me. And so anyways, I hope somebody has seen this show. But if you haven't, just look it up on TikTok. Whose line is it? There was an account I followed. It had a million followers and it's just clips on clips on clips from this show. But it was so good. Okay, my final thing that I am here for, and this is one that I think has maybe made the biggest, like, I don't want to say that because I feel like everything I say has made an impact in my life in some way. And, but this one is more noticeable in the areas where you feel like you're struggling. I, again, I wish I could take credit for this one, but I came across a TikTok of a girl, and I wish I would have saved it so I could give this girl credit, but she was saying that as we all know, we all have parts of our lives or our jobs that require us to do things that just aren't the funnest. Like there are parts of my job that I don't love doing, but it's required. And I'm sure you have the same experience in your job, in your life. And so oftentimes that can that can cause us to procrastinate. And one of the things that she said that she started doing that made a huge difference in her life, and I can attest because I've been testing this out for the past two weeks, is that anytime she has to do a task that she isn't looking forward to or is kind of dreading, she stops herself for a second and says, okay, if I was someone who absolutely loved doing this how would i approach this like how would i feel about doing this task and i can confirm that anytime that i sit down to do something that i've been putting off i'm like no no if i was somebody who loved doing this because i know that there is somebody out there in this world who loves doing this how would i feel about it and i kind of just almost like channel that energy for a moment. And it makes a night and day difference in how I finish things and get things done. And so now, anytime I notice myself wanting to like put something off or whatever, I'm like, "No, no, we love doing this. we're gonna We're gonna go do this right now, and we're gonna channel this energy. And it I get things done so much faster. And I don't like begrudgingly do it anymore. I sit down and I'm like, wait, no, like that was totally fine. I didn't have a problem with it at all. And hopefully next time I can have like the same experience. So, out of everything that I've been here for today, this one is, I think, one I recommend the most for you to try and implement in some way. Like it could even be laundry because I also am not somebody who likes doing laundry, I think it is the worst chore. Like the worst household chore is doing laundry. But I know people, like I have a friend who she's like, I do laundry every day because I love it. Like I just love having clean things. I love putting them away. And to me, that's like psycho behavior. But I'm like, all right, if I was like her and I love this, how would I feel? And it really changes your mindset around the task. And so implement it into your work. Just try or laundry or whatever but I promise in some way if you allow yourself for a second to be like no I love doing this you will maybe you won't love it but you'll definitely have a different attitude towards it and really I think at the end of the day what more could you ask for because I think we are all just here for wanting to live life in the most fun way we all possibly can in the most like pleasurable way and so why not make every part of your day that to the best of your ability. All right. I'm going to wrap this up here because there's a lot more things that I could keep going, but that was the end of my list that I curated for you guys because they were the things that I'd noticed the most within myself doing or paying attention to over the past few weeks. Um, so hopefully you will be here for some of them too. And if not, that's totally fine. And I'd also love to hear from you guys. Like, what are some things that you're here for and what are some things that you're not here for? You know, my DMS are always open. I talk to many of you on a regular basis and that makes me so happy. So share with me your thoughts. There's also a form in the show links, which I also want to tell you, make sure you're submitting to here for it and here for you because Those are going to be some more upcoming episodes and I really want to incorporate topics that you guys want me to talk about. I've had a few come in already that I've seen and some of them are like such great things to talk about and I'm really excited about it. So keep sending that in because at some point if I don't get to it in the next episode, I will in an upcoming one and I just love like having you guys chime in and voice your things on the show. So definitely make sure you're doing that. They're linked in the show notes of every episode and they're also on Instagram. If you go to the link tree, they're there too. You can't miss them. Um, So please submit. And I'm so looking forward to hearing from you and I'm going to conclude this episode here. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I will see you next Tuesday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.